millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant. NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined. Bye, Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How are you on this fine Wednesday day? I'm good. I'm good. I have talked so hard, though. Oh, you have been businessing up the wazoo oh, today. I have been on phone call after phone call. Oh. And wrestle ramble as well. That's talking. It is talking. It's an hour's worth of talking, more or less. So my lady partner went to a conference thing recently where there was a guy who was from RADA, the Hmm. acting, the the famous acting school in London. And he was effectively delivering a presentation about how to speak properly. And how what a lot of people do is they speak from their throat that's terrible for your voice, especially if your profession is speaking, radio personalities and whatnot, because that will shred your vocal cords and you might get throat cancer. Like, Ooh. worst case scenario, 40 years doing that, three hours a day, it's bad yeah. for you. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and of course, this puts the fear of God <laughs> in yeah. my lady partner. And this just happened to be around the same time I got a cold last week. So she's like, "Well, you need to go to these classes." And but now I'm now I can't stop thinking about it. My mouth feels sore. Where else are you going to talk from? Your your stomach. You talk from your your stomach. If you never heard Rock talk about breathing, 
I mean, I've, I've heard many people talk about breathing. I don't think I've heard The Rock specifically talk about breathing. Well, he says pretty much the same thing that everyone else says. I don't, but <laughs> I first remember hearing it from The Rock. He, he breathes from the stomach. Because you know when you watch him sell on the ground, mm. it's not like his chest isn't going up and down. He's yeah. properly panting from his stomach. Mm. Looks great. <laughs> really get those Jesus abs when you go, when you get that tight thing. Yeah, I mean, they tell you to do that when uh, you're doing uh, yoga and things mm. like that, that you should breathe through your stomach and, um, yeah, and all that sort of nonsense, all that jargon. So if I speak from where, where I'm comfortable speaking from, I'd say maybe this is a bit above, this is me speaking from my throat, or almost this, I think that's why my voice is quite nasal. However, I'm going to bring it down. Okay. Okay, I'm speaking from the stomach. How, how I'm do you, speaking how from the stomach How does one now. speak from the stomach? It just seems like such a, an abstract term. One speaks from the stomach like this. <laughs> no, they don't. Hello know. and welcome to the Wrestle Talk News. Yeah, I think this is a goer. <laughs> well, this is it now. We're in a new era. So, um, Are we? Well, I mean, we've got past 500k days. Oh, so okay. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, I thought you were alluding to Backlash. Oh, no. now Backlash is out of the well, way. Back, we now can, Backlash is out of the way. We can we, do loads of we things. Can actually, we can start new storylines and uh, mm. things that actually matter, which obviously we'll talk about in the SmackDown review. Nice little segue there. Um, but before we get there, would you like some Russell Talk Get Better? Yes. Oh, well, we've this had... is This is unexpectedly heartwarming. We've got a, a couple of Russell Talk Get Betters. This first one from Robert Stanley. Luke, I listened to the podcast this morning and I too have been looking to get into shape and just started exercising. I'm totally in for being part of the Wrestle Talk Get Better as accountability is key. I'm 5 feet 9 inches and weigh 230 pounds. I have quite a gut. I'm with you and Ollie all the way. Your podcast and news updates get me through my working day. I wish you and Ollie all the best. Robbie Stanley, P.S. Generic compliment to Ollie. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, well, <laughs> he's saying so. Uh, Will from can, New- can more people sign off with that, please? Uh, this one here from uh, oh, that's a different one. That's a pledgehammer question for the mailbag. Uh, jumping the smark or jumping T smark. We we've heard he's him. Been on the, in before, yeah. We've heard him on the podcast before. Hey, Luke and Ollie, just wanted to say I love this concept and I'm comfortable sharing my feelings on my body. I used to be on medication for depression that would also wind up limiting my appetite, causing me to be very skinny. Two years ago, I was eased off with the help of a doctor because I didn't like my low appetite. However, what I realised is that. Because I was eating so little and because of the meds, my metabolism kind of went down the drain. I gained weight pretty rapidly and it took me a little while to realize that. In the 11 months since then, I worked out a fair bit and my metabolism is about average. However, I have trouble starting a diet. I'm currently 26% body fat and I am aiming for 12% by 2020. Please, uh, Please remind me every podcast and video to stick to my diet. Not joking, please do that. Thank you from Jumping T Smark. Wow. I now feel a crushing sense of responsibility to these people. <laughs> well, this is lovely, though. This is fantastic. Yes. I think... Uh, so people have... I mean, there's bloody laws about how we're not allowed to keep information. I was just about to propose. Well, we should, you know, create some form of leader chart with the body All fats. Right, Cambridge and Analytica. I know, yeah, exactly. I don't want to fall into that. I don't want to influence people's votes because I know how... <laughs> how tall they are 
Um, we've got one more here, and then we've got a bit of correspondence in the uh, outro. Sure. Do you remember that iTunes review that we read out yesterday with the lad and his uh, classmates? Mate, yes, I do. He sent a follow-up email. No. We'll read that in the outro. But first, here from <coughs> WrestleTalk Get Better, Josh Hodges writes, Hey, Luke, I look forward to hearing about your journey into the fitness world. Well, I went for a run today, and it was very hot and sweaty. It was sweaty. Luke was like a big cass walking <laughs> through the door when I let him in. It was not a good look. It was not. It's not my best look. It looked like you were melting. Well, I felt like I was melting, yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, two years ago, I lost my granddad. And following this in the last two years, I've gained 58 kilograms total. That's nine stone or 126 pounds. I think that's all converted correctly. And two weeks ago, I ran the London Marathon as oh, a culmination wow. of my efforts with the Wrestle Ramble podcast in my ears for all five hours i've also been going to the gym for the last year and enjoying the weightlifting and accessory work keep up the excellent rambling by far my favorite podcast to listen to throughout the week and that's from josh and he sent a little kiss on the end of that message as well and he also sent us a picture of a before and after of what he looked like i'm just gonna turn my laptop around so you can see just there before and after look how look at the great shape he is in now josh i'm gonna Okay, so this is the ultimate accolade someone from Wrestle Talk Get Better can get. This is the equivalent of the Paul Hollywood handshake <laughs> on Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Josh, I'm hard for Josh. <laughs> well done, my friend. That is superb. Absolutely. Really well done. That is that is really quite something. And there you go. That's a bit of um, motivation for you ahead of your marathon in oh, uh, nine and a half months' time. Yes. Well, I did a 5K yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, I did 5K. I, I, I was going to say... I it was on a treadmill, though. It was in uh, controlled conditions. Yeah. 5K sounds like a lot. Because, like, yeah. all these NHS things are about, like, the couch to 5K. So it sounds like that's a real big target to hit. But For the lowest common denominator, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I'll just run a 5K, mate. I've not been on a treadmill for 20 years, but well, I just ran one. Well, for, for literally anybody, a 5K is an attainable aim. I th- I should be able to do more than 5k because I'm not off the couch. I you know, sh- there's yeah. an out the box solution for someone. <laughs> you want to go from the couch to f- here you go. I haven't been on the couch for a while. No. I should be I should be way beyond where <laughs> Uh, but yes, 5K does sound a lot, but not in the larger, crushing number of 42. Yeah. I'm not sure that I could do 5K just yet. Mm. Yeah, I am certainly in that couch to 5K. Well, mode. you could walk it. You could definitely do. F- you did fight. You did like. Oh, we did. You walked six miles. You did a. You did a quarter of a marathon. Yeah, it was ten you miles. Did. Thank you very much. Well, you did half a marathon. Yeah, exactly. In walking. In walking, and it took, it took us a long time, and I was very tired by the end of it. But as anyway, you would be, as you would be. But shall we get on with the show? Because I want to <laughs> do this iTunes follow-up email, and I believe there might be some spoon chatter. And after months of us all saying Rusev behind Rusev Day, chanting Rusev Day in matches that Rusev Day are not even in, WWE finally go hold my beer. And they put Rusev over. Finally, he's going to the Money in the Bank ladder match representing SmackDown. And it comes at the expense of Daniel Bryan, our most beloved other person. So, it's not a... It's not all brilliant, but I must say, I'm not down on this angle. No, so this is a really interesting story that SmackDown are currently running with, which is 
it's the they well I say it's interesting. It's they're redoing the Daniel Bryan Cinderella story of like he's he's the little engine that could he may be little, he may be small, but by golly he's got heart and he can he can overcome the big baddies at the end. And I think that is fine. Apart from the fact he's already overcome the big baddie, he did that on Sunday. So this just felt like a really... I was genuinely surprised when Brian took the pinfall. Oh, here. yeah. It's like really, really surprised that, that that he took the pin. I yelped. <laughs> yeah, I yelped yeah, yeah. this morning. I did not see that coming. I, you know, like when, when, you, when we're writing notes, we mm. sometimes, rather than write Daniel Bryan versus Rusev... To, as that little section header, sometimes I might make a bold prediction and say that Heath Slater and Rhino are going to lose to the Authors of Pain. Yes. So I'll already write, Authors of Pain beat Heath Slater and Rhino. I haven't been wrong yet for that. Here, I must confess, I put Daniel Bryan beat beats Rusev. Well, you and I talked about on the podcast outro um, yesterday, we were talking about so doing like a little mini Smackdown preview, and we were sort of like gave our predictions, and well, I say predictions, we sort of said what we think might happen. And I was like, oh yeah, I could definitely see them putting Miz and Brian into the Money in the Bank, and then you can have that stare down moment to build towards a SummerSlam match between the two. So then they were in separate matches, and then when Miz won earlier in the night, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I think that's where they probably are going. And then, yeah, then Daniel Bryan lost. And it really, well, the commentators were really hardcore putting over this idea that Daniel Bryan is a Cinderella story. He's faced adversity. He's finally made his way back to the main roster. And, ah, he's just lost. You know, ah, it's always so close, but never quite there. And also, I was like, yeah, but he won on Sunday. So, like, this doesn't really make any sense. Not only that... I was thinking about this. I haven't. I didn't mention this in my review because there was so much other stuff really to to talk about. But it also harms the Rusev Day story a little bit as well because last week Lana's whole deal was, "Hey, do you know what? You could be so much better, but something is holding you back." Referring to Aiden English, and then yet here he is this week with Aiden English at his side, winning. So apparently Aiden English isn't holding him back at all because he's winning now. Yeah, not just winning a throwaway match either. He's winning a match with quite huge stakes. He's yeah. now in the Money in the Bank ladder match. It's a... Uh, I... So I I was... I'm intrigued. Like, I, it wasn't like this show ended and I was infuriated. Being, no. Oh, what? They're, they're ruining Brian's character. I was more like, huh... That's really interesting. He sold a lot during the match as well. He sold his ribs. The commentators were putting over that Big Cass really has affected Brian with that post-match beatdown on at Backlash on Sunday, just two nights beforehand. And that might be why he's lost a step and he can't can't uh, get the win. But the problem with that is that it wasn't that big a beatdown. No. And it's something that who was it that did it much better? Was it Seth Rollins where he tried to get someone up for the Falcon Arrow? That was the Miz match at Backlash. Yes. Where Seth Rollins was selling his knee really, really well. He tries to get Miz up for the Falcon Arrow and then he collapses. And uh, uh, and he can't, can't hit his own move. Daniel Bryan really didn't have any moments like that in this match to really get over. If anything, Rusev was selling his arm more. His wrists, because yeah. he couldn't lock in the accolade because it hurt his wrist too much. Which which is another thing that I thought, oh, at least Rusev is working that into the match. So when he loses, he, he, he's got an, almost got an excuse. But that isn't what happened. Brian won. Uh, and it, it just like you said, it's a really cool story in this moment. But the build-up and the context leading into it doesn't, doesn't suit that story no. and it doesn't work uh, but w it couldn't have 
played better for WWE because the Baltimore crowd were excellent all night. They were super into Daniel Bryan. So you get this wonderful image to close the show. It must have been exactly what they dreamt up in their heads when they were visualising this storyline. Bryan is sitting broken, dejected on the ring apron and the crowd are all chanting for Daniel Bryan. Bryan looks sad and the commentators are saying, is this the end of the Cinderella story, the comeback for Daniel Bryan? It was a it was a really good visual and closing cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, but that they got lucky. Really. Yeah, more or less, yeah. I mean, as I said, like I think it's an interesting angle to take Brian in, in a sense. I mean, the only reason I, I kind of like retracted on saying it was interesting earlier is because, I mean, they've already done it once. So it's, mm. it's probably less interesting the second time round. But it's interesting in a sense that this is the direction that they are going to go with him. But it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the bigger picture of things because everything since his comeback hasn't really been building to this character. It's, yeah. just, it just, it's like it's just like oh hey this is what we're going to do with Daniel Bryan this week he's now the underdog and he can't beat big guys like that's the storyline we're now telling they just changed their mind since Sunday and he's really injured after a seven minute match that he won that he won and a, a like a, a single big boot beat down yeah and something like that and not only won won decisively by making Cass tap out within literal seconds of putting him in the move mm. um, you know he was David David he was David versus Goliath in that role. And the yes lock was the uh, the pebble. And and the other problem here, lock, it's it a, we're being super down on this. We didn't hate it this much, but it is it's full of problems. Yeah, uh, is that Daniel Bryan? Arguably, I believe, got over in spite of the underdog. I'm losing all the time booking. They forget that it wasn't the way WWE booked him that got him over. It was Daniel Bryan that got no, himself mate, over. No, mate, did you know I hear that interview with Road Dog with uh, JBL? That was what they always intended. They wanted to beat him all the time because that would uh, build to that WrestleMania 30 moment. You bunch of marks, you just don't understand their, their genius thinking of that really long-term booking of always having Brian lose because he was over. It was that genius. Oh, He's going to lose in eight seconds to Sheamus. <laughs> There we go. Right. That's, that was what it, really set him on this path. If we just have him lose to Randy Orton one more time, yeah, that, that's what will really get him over. Yeah, and yeah. it's something they tried to replicate with Sami Zayn. That did not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, do, I don't want to see the... Un... But the, the, there is an interesting story to tell here, that Brian has come back from injury, and maybe he has lost a step. He's been out for three years uh, it would have made more sense for him to, like you said, show this side to his character in the month so far because he's he's been very competent. He's gone toe to toe with AJ Styles, <laughs> say. He, like you said, beat Big Cass quite handily, and and now it's all catching up with him. Oh, I guess you can kind of tell that, like he was, it was a, adrenaline. He was also the Iron Man in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> he went from number one through to like he was the third person out at the end. Seventy-five minutes or whatever it it was a oh, Royal Rumble record. But always lost a step. <laughs> if he had, I don't know. He's got, if he's got what it takes. There's nothing <laughs> to back up how good he is here. Yeah, it, it, it's it's an interesting story. It's just it's the wrong. Yeah, they they just I don't know, man. They did they just they just chose the wrong time to start telling it. Yeah. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This- 
This episode of the Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you will get access to Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past. The poll for this month's show is now open and includes Judgment Day 2000, 2001 and 2009, WCW Slamboree 2000, TNA Sacrifice 2009, ROH and New Japan's War of the Worlds 2015 and more. We'll announce the winner of that poll next week, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get involved. That's patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's a SmackDown review, Maggle, I love it. We got us a flying Uso. Paige here. And she is now every other authority figure you've ever heard open a WWE show in the last year. She has become SmackDown's Kurt Angle. Ugh. She came out here to recap Backlash and then announce the matches that we've got. Oh, she didn't even announce the matches we've got tonight. She just said, we have some matches and one of them is starting now. I hate this. I hate this as a TV broadcast format. I think if you're going to do this, this is probably actually quite helpful to run as a dark segment before the show gets going. Paige can be the one to come out there and rile up the crowd. You don't have to script it then. You can just say, you know, like, by the way, here's the stories throughout the night. Here's the matches you're going to see. Almost act as a hype person. I don't have as much faith in Kurt Angle to play that role on Raw, but Paige, you know, she's a good promo. She's a great promo, actually. And here she's given the exact the exact same script, it felt like, as Kurt Angle. Ah, man, Backlash was good, wasn't it? She said with a gun to her back. 
and then it's money in the bank season now. Oh, and a boy have we got some good matches for you tonight. I'm sorry about the low blow stuff. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> it's just it was it was not Paige's character, and this is not Paige's fault. She did her best. This was not written as a character promo. It was written as a WWE promo, and that is the worst, especially when you've got someone as talented as Paige. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but Paige opened the show, and she said that the first match of this... Because I, I thought this was quite a wrestling-heavy show, and it's one of the reasons I actually quite liked SmackDown this week. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and we opened with one of our Money in the Bank qualifiers. It was Jeff Hardy, the United States champion, taking on the man who had the best match at Backlash, The Miz. Oh, I think you're doing it a disservice there by saying just Backlash, Luke. <laughs> This is an all-time classic. Oh, It's yes. a match of the year candidate. Well, actually, Corey Graves said that Seth versus Miz will be a match that fans will be talking about, quote, for years to come. But only in the context of it was the best thing about a crappy show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, it was a good match. Very good. And I like the match, but WWE, because they have to hold on to it to get to, to distance themselves from the PR mess of how bad Backlash was... You know, they're just zeroing in on the one positive part of the show. It's making me dislike the match. I'm in, in the same boat. The match is now a three-star <laughs> match in my head. I was going to say, like, he when he said for years to come, my first thought was, I don't even think we'll be talking about this next month. And as I said, outside of that context of, that was the only good match on that card. I preferred all three Rollins-Baller matches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I d yeah. I d I'm, yeah. Anyway, what, what can, yeah. But I thought this was a really fun match. It went through two commercial breaks. There's mm. some cool spots in here, like Jeff doing his run across the uh, the barricades to take out Miz, and he did a whisper on the wind off the uh, the steps. Really awesome moment when um, the Miz did like a neck breaker through the ropes. Yes. And Hardy cracked his neck on the apron, which looked rough as hell, and it looked really, really cool. Uh, and then the finish saw that they uh, got into the ring. Jeff Hardy hit the twist of fate, or he hit the, the Hardyak arrest first, um, which is... One of the worst punny uh, move names I've heard in recent times. Then hit the twist of fate and the swan tom bomb. But as he got into the pin position, mm. the Miz hoiked him over and got a surprise pin himself. I love that finish. I loved it as well. That was a great finish. I, uh, I I read some people who were down on it because they were like, oh, but, you know, he was just hit by the guy's finisher. How does he have the presence of mind or consciousness to, especially the way Jeff lands on people's lungs, to roll Jeff back from that pinning attempt into a, a pinning combination of his own. I I love this kind of spot. It's the New Japan fan in me or the Ring of Honor Strong Style fan in me. And it's where one guy will, will hit you with you, their finisher and you are effectively knocked out. But you are such a fighter you have one last Hail Mary and you go for it. And that's, to me, that's what Miz did here. It would have been a lot better if Miz was then, both men were then down for at least mm. a minute afterwards and the crowd can clap. But that isn't what happened. Miz rolled out the ring and started celebrating uh, well, with he, his hand up in the yeah, air. Yeah, but he was sat down. It's not like he got up and out of the ring and started parading around. Like no, he Matt, he was just hit by a finisher. That, that, yeah. he, he, he should be down and selling that. Like he's knocked out, and that was his last. Yeah, gasp. I buy into that. Yeah, cut, it's, no, it doesn't play well with me. Though. Fair enough. But I thought it was a really good match, and I thought it was a really, really great finish. Uh, we then come backstage. Oh, what, it, can I ask oh, one yes. thing? Mm -hmm. uh, why does Jeff take his top off to hit the swan to top? Hit the swan top. It's momentum. 
That's what I would say. Because they're air, they're air resistance. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You create more force mm. when you don't have your nice airy t-shirt on. I like the way the ladies scream. It's it was like, a very different oh, pitch. I know. And it's been crazy because I remember that audio... That from like 18 years ago when uh, Jeff used to do it at, in every Hardy Boys match mm. in 2000. And, and Lita sometimes. And Lita sometimes. But then you get a very different scream. Tits. Uh, anyway, backstage, Seamus um, is quietly eating Lucky Charms because he's Irish, you see. So he has to be eating... Oh, they were Lucky Charms. Yeah, he even said these are Lucky Charms. Oh, not Boutiers. No. Yes, okay. So he was there eating Lucky Charms because he's Irish. Uh, And Cesaro was like, why so glum? And it turns out Seamus was upset because he lost to Xavier Woods last week. A loss meant something to him. And then there's kind of a nice little moment here when Cesaro is like, well, the only reason you lost is because there's one extra member of the New Day out there. We We had the numbers disadvantaged against us. Although if I was in the ring, it would have been a different story. Hmm. And then, uh, and then Seamus was like, "Well, why didn't you have a match with him tonight?" And Cesaro more or less proved his own point by winning. But we'll come on to that later. I I thought <laughs> this was I enjoyed this, uh, but there was a moment there where I thought, "Is this a bit of dissension? That's Is this I foreshadowing thought. to breaking these two guys up?" Perhaps, but they were very much celebrating like friends later on. Yes, it's, totally. it's not. It's not like when Cesaro won, Seamus was like, "Damn!" It's it it was it was such a small moment. If it pays off at all, it'll be something that happens in months. But then it just it made me think the possibilities of having a separate Seamus and Cesaro in that mid-card with Jeff Hardy and Randy mm-hmm. Orton. Yeah, really good. Uh, we then got a video package. Uh, oh, at the end of that segment, um, Cesaro opened up his gym bag to reveal that there were pancakes inside of it rather than his actual gear. And Seamus chuckled at that because Cesaro looked like a fool until he opened up his own gym bag and it was also full of pancakes. It's the opposite to what you want. You want no carbs. <laughs> exactly. Especially a lean man like Cesaro. Absolutely. His worst nightmare. And apparently Seamus hates pancakes. We then got a video package for Sanity. Uh, getting Emelina vibes from Sanity at the moment. <laughs> We're now five weeks into their... Um, this is the, I think this is the fifth week we've had a Sanity uh, Arrives soon trailer. I I, but I mean, this hasn't, it hasn't grated on me the way Emelina did. Absolutely not. Well, that was 14 weeks, I remember. I think after a while, they just turned it into mm. a gimmick. Um, Still no Nikki Storm. Well, no. Nikki no. Cross. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I think very much she's going to be staying down in NXT with them. But maybe... Well, I mean, yeah, they just keep promoting us the three lads, but maybe they'll change their mind by the time Sanity actually debut. One can hope. Backstage, Renee Young tried to interview Shinsuke Nakamura um, uh, and said that he's not cleared to wrestle because of uh, the, the ball situation. And um, then said, so is this situation with AJ sorted? And Shinsuke Nakamura said, no, speak English. Yes. Very nice. He's still forgotten how to speak the English language. And, and Rene was like, well, we know you can speak English because you used to a lot. And then Nakamura goes, I forgot. <laughs> it was really good. It was great. But then he did actually cut a little bit of a promo in English saying that he uh, is not done with AJ Styles. The feud <coughs> must continue. Excuse me. Uh, Carmella cut a cell phone promo about how she beat Charlotte Flair and she's going to celebrate her win in London next week when they come to the O2 Arena for a royal celebration because we're English and we're all about the royal family. Hey, man. That's, I don't mind 
I'm fine with just stereotypical oh. nationalistic nonsense when it comes to wrestling, and I'm really looking forward to how ridiculously over the top this segment will be. I hope they have like mock members oh, of like, the royal family yes. because I actually miss the days when WWE used to put like British stuff on the uh, the the ramps. You'd have like a taxi cab and a red phone box. It wasn't there last year. No, I know. Then they've stopped doing it now because that shows character, and that's not what the company wants to have anymore. Or it's it's fallen under the same accounting bracket as Pyro. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just lost in a warehouse somewhere. Oh, I think that all the things she could do, there's a lot of rich, rich uh, stuff to mine here. Oh, and because it's going to go on a real good heel heat as well, because there are British people who just who hate these sorts of stereotypes, and they're just going to be really annoyed that she sat in there with tea mm. and and you know and all this sorts of nonsense. Hopefully, some scones. And if they have got scones, they better have uh, clotted cream on them if she wants to be truly authentic. I hope WWE don't think that we will. Boo, Carmella trashing the royal family, <laughs> because that's that isn't what will happen. It, oh no, absolutely not. No. So, I, sometimes I think an American mindset might be, aha, all the English people, people, people love it's the pay, right it's people. Telling them, telling them this backstage. They love the royal family, and really, I, I would argue the majority of us, my grandparents not included, are indifferent to hating. Yeah, I'd, I'd say indifference is a really good, mm. strong word. There are people who are very much into the the royal family and, and sort of like, you know, the, the, the um, rumours and innuendo that surround them. and like, like how we're into backstage wrestling news. Exactly. Some people are as passionate about uh, the royal family and their relationships and their public appearances as we are about wrestling. And mm. is this person going to defect to this company and what have you? Me, personally, I mean... I'm just annoyed that it's, uh, it's falling on a Saturday this year because we don't get a, don't get a bank holiday out of it. That which I, I, just, I just think was just really. I mean, they don't think of the little people. They don't have to. No, they don't have to. But we are. I'm having a nice barbecue. Are you doing anything nice for the royal wedding? When is it? Is it this Saturday or no? Next it's the next Saturday. Saturday. Uh, I don't have anything planned. Uh, but I just found out it was Eurovision. It's Eurovision this Saturday. It is indeed. Very much excited for that. I know because I'm on a pub crawl. Are you I'm, really? I'm on a pub crawl, and then I think we're going to go back and watch some Eurovision. Oh, not it's not a pub crawl no. themed Eurovision. No, it just happens to fall on the same day. That's that's unfortunate. Um, I would have I would have crashed it. Do you remember when uh, we I went around to yours to watch um, Eurovision a couple of yes, years ago? Yes, well that I? was after Comic Con that year. It was yes, I remember. Yeah, and we learned how to do the pitch perfect the cup, cup thing. thing. Yes, yeah, your housemate taught us that. I love Eurovision. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Ty Dillinger cut a cell phone promo about Money in the Bank. He's got a new haircut. Good good hair I've written <laughs> in my notes. Good hair. Yes. Um, and uh, Naomi also cut a promo saying that if she yeah, she says that she won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, which I genuinely forgot. The WrestleMania one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually forgot that. And it's, then they, WWE just make everything feel so special. <laughs> like, uh, why can't they make those sorts of things feel, feel special rather than the Miz... Seth Rollins match maybe mm. but um, yeah so that she said that people will feel the glow feel the glow at the moment is now turning into my um, over the moon it's uh, it's it's my it's Smackdown's version of over the moon okay. for me you're such a racist <laughs> such a racist uh, next up we had Charlotte versus Peyton Royce in a money in the bank qualifying match uh, I really liked the Iconics promo uh, when they came out to start off with yeah. I mean, shocker. I loved, I loved the Iconics cutting a promo. They're, they're always good. We've said this every week. Oh, but this was, this was particularly yeah. great because this was, again, them falling over themselves with their awful jokes. Billy Kay told a story about her uncle Craig back in Sydney. What is it with WWE 
and relative stories at but the moment. But this one at least feels like an, act- an actual made-up member of the family. Yeah. Whereas Bobby Lashley, those stories may not have happened, but those sisters do exist. Um, but she told the story about her uncle Craig, a man who has never had anything good really happen to him in his life. He's a man who was just always depressed. But he managed to find laughter while watching Backlash when Charlotte Flair lost and they put the picture up on screen of Charlotte with a very sad face. And then Peyton Royce was like, oh, I can do an impression of this. She tried to do an impression and Billy Kay was like, no, it's not as good as when, as when Charlotte does it, which I really liked. That was a really yeah. nice touch. It's only funny when Charlotte loses. Unfortunately... The match wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, the, yes, it wasn't as smooth as uh, as one might think it is. Um, it was, yeah, a little bit choreographed. But, you know, a lot of chin locks. A lot of chin locks. Uh, I, I liked it to a degree. Some interference on the outside front from Billy Kay. Um, and, uh, yeah, Charlotte did the moonsault, which Royce sort of got her knees up for. And then Charlotte... Yeah sort of sold it but then sort of didn't sell um but then a spear by charlotte for a near fall and she got the figure eight in and won yeah i didn't think it was a good match i didn't really enjoy it but i like the stuff around it i just thank god charlotte didn't cut a promo mm. i'm, who's, I'm who's over she gonna charlotte make magic promos. with next oh, jesus <laughs> oh. one of bobby lashley's sisters <laughs> Backstage, Brian talks about... Actually, I mean, do we want to talk about the Bobby Lashley thing? Because I feel like it's actually mm. split opinion a little bit. There are a lot of people in the comments yesterday... Were there? There are a lot of people in the comments yesterday who were like, it's character building. It humanizes Bobby Lashley. <laughs> no. it's, it was actually a really good thing. I really like the segments. Where are those people? <laughs> well, I'm going to... I'm Googling on air. Googling I'm going on, on to the comments... For yesterday's Wrestle Ramble, I'm saying, man, there were people there who do think that it was actually a, a decent promo, okay, and like, and well, I, th- I think a lot of people were sort of confused us saying that it's him talking about his sisters is a bad thing, over it just how awfully scripted the whole thing was. That was more my issue with it um, than anything else. Actually, it's just a, a really odd presentation for for Bobby Lashley. The three sisters all sound like Wrestle Talk crap gimmicks. It's very That's true. from Stoned Wolf. Thank you very much, Stoned Wolf. Uh, Bobby Lashley deserves better. He should go for the IC title. Uh, who else thinks WWE signed Lashley just to bury him for his last run? I mean, that is interesting because of the whole Michael Hayes rumours mm. and Bobby Lashley report, like rumoured to have left on very bad terms with Hayes. So funny there was a video for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone should check that out. Uh, and now he's come back. Michael Hayes is still in a prominent position in the company. Maybe it's the old let's bring him back and then bury him. And actually, uh, Whoever came up with Bobby Lashley promo needs to be fired ASAP. Imagine if they did this with Brock Lesnar when he came back. That's no, from when, Optimus. No, when Brock Lesnar came back, they just had him lose to John Cena. Caleb, creative team needs to change. They have ruined so many characters. Uh, and and yeah, so so we've got your uncle and your daddy says the important thing about the Lashley segment was the video package. The video package was good, was but the, the interview came... Well, it was okay. The interview part came afterwards well actually i think the which video, is what you leave on i thought the video package did a better job of summing up to the new audience uh who might not remember bobby lashley from 10 years ago of who this lad is and why you should mm. care i thought it did a much better job there than him sitting down and being like my sister had a blanket everything is gonna be better than that uh i can not see a single positive thing. I think if you go by com- if you go by newest first rather than top comments, R- rather than the ones that most people agree with. Well, I, I just said there are people in there, and there were people in you there. You said split. I I'd think. Say, it's I'd, very- well, yeah, maybe. 
Uh, no, it's all it's all bad. I can't speed read this fast. They are in there. Hey, I, I like the Bobby Lashley skit. See, it's told you there was someone. That's from Big Baby Zubas. Yeah. Blocked. <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Who else Going wants to on get a blocked? Tear now. <laughs> Right, anyway, well, we'll come it on. It's just yeah, that guy. Yeah, okay. There were people who did like it. Actually, I saw some people make an argument. Uh, someone say, um, WWE's aimed at 10-year-olds. Like, they have to do segments like this. I'm like, a 10-year-old's not going to care if he has a sister with a blanket. Anyway, Shelton Benjamin also cut a cell phone promo, and so did Asuka. Oh, we missed out the Daniel Bryan oh, yeah. bit. Uh, we we already kind of covered it. He just did an interview backstage with Dasher, and he said that uh, Cass only attacked him because Bryan made him tap out. Brian mentions beating Big Show for the title, cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase in 2011 in Baltimore. Yeah, nice. Which is li- where we are right now. Nice little touch that. He also had a really nice line where he said, the bigger they are, the faster they tap, mm. which was not true in the main event. And they, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was kind of positioned near a spiral staircase doing some shadow boxing. Mm. That's where he did his interview. Cool. Warming up near Warming a staircase. Uh, Xavier Woods then had the match that they set up earlier against Cesaro. Um, really nice spot here where Woods did like a, a wheelbarrow reversal into mm. a face buster, which was really, really cool. The, the momentum really seemed to drive Cesaro's face into the mat. Absolutely. Like yeah. I, it's, I like things where I'm like, I don't know how you didn't hurt yourself from that. Yeah. And when you like, you're like, oh man, I hope they show a replay of that so I could try and see how they mm. just did what I, what I just saw them do. Because it was like lightning quick of like flipping around. It was really, really cool. Yeah, what was it? Sunset flip into a into a face plant thing. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Good. Uh, Sheamus caused distraction a couple of times um, and uh, Kofi pushed like some Sheamus's, uh, Cesaro's feet was on the ropes. Sheamus caused another distraction and then Biggie threw pancakes at him and uh, Kofi wants to do a big dive. Uh, elbow. Oh, and, no, yeah, Kofi. Yeah, big dive. And then as Woods was sitting up to do his springboard elbow, I loved this finish as well, as he came off the springboard, Cesaro just got up, boof, hit him with a massive uppercut and got the pin off that. Loved that as a finish because it felt like it was a finish from out of nowhere mm. as opposed to, I'm going to set you up now and do my finishing move. Well, that really should be Cesaro's finisher. It's so good. It's impactful. You can hit it on anyone from out of nowhere. It's It always looks great. Mm. And it, you can sell it as a knockout spot. Uh, yeah, the, the days when he used to... He doesn't do this so much anymore, but where he would launch people up in the air off an Irish whip, and then when they came down, he'd clobber them with that uppercut. Do you remember that one he did to John Cena where they'd framed it so much that when he went up, John Cena went out of shots, and there were a lot of people doing, like, the, um, I must go now, my planet needs me. Yes. John Cena died on the way back to his own planet. Yeah, really good. But this was... I was excited for this match because I'm a big fan of both individual guys. Uh, it didn't really... M- it was fine. It was. It wasn't the match that they did. They weren't given the match that they could have. No, absolutely. this was just a TV. It was a TV match, but it was an excellent TV match. It was an. It was a fine TV match. I thought it was really good. <laughs> I, re- I really liked it. And I really liked the finish as well. Uh, backstage, Renee interviewed AJ Styles and his massive bruise uh, yes. from the chair shot. We didn't actually talk about the chair shot on our backlash review, but when AJ threw the chair at Nakamura, it bounced off and hit him square in the cheek. And uh, cut him open hard way, and it looked like it absolutely sucked. And now it's really grown to this massive bruise. I bet that really hurt. Really? Oh, I bet oh. that really hurt. Oh, I bet that hurt. Like when people walk around with, oh, I've got these big chop marks on my chest or thumbtacks in my back. I'm like, eh. But oh, all that looks. Oh, I feel, I feel you there, because AJ, I'm, with that cheekbone. I imagine you, you're sleeping because you have to sleep on the oh. other side, obviously. But what if you roll over in the night, not realise, and then you wake up in the morning and go like, "Oh man, my face really aches." It's now. gonna wake you up. I, and eating's gonna be a problem. Oh, yeah. How depressing is this? 
smiling might also be a problem. Finn Balor could not suffer. He, oh. he could not have this injury. He would not last. AJ can't have fun right now <laughs> because of his little bruisey boo-boo. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Styles. Uh, but anyway, Styles said that he wants to have, also have a match with Nakamura and he says he'll have any sort of match at any time and any place um, because while king, uh, he is the king of strong style, it's the house that AJ Styles built. I want to hear what you have to say on this next segment. <laughs> right okay so the camera cut to this sort of like ominous music and sounds and like little girls going like and like making like scary noises like you don't like, see them like you know you don't see them because it's meant to be like a nightmare elm street star movie and they're in this sort of like orange boiler room uh place thing and they start panning across all of these wwe action figures that have been burnt and melted including one of them which was biggie holding the head of kofi kingston and like it's all melted and they panned across and the galanderson were all melted and the bar were all melted and the usos hats were all torn up because i guess they don't have action figures at the moment and then it panned up and the bludgeon brothers were standing there with their cool looking masks on and the music was all ominous and the girls giggling was really creepy and i thought what a really effective segment and then they took their masks off and said some words and i was like nope 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 that's very hokey they said come play with us yeah we've got toys of our own come play with us and i was like Oh man, you near like you are so close to having like just having that right then, and then smash the camera. Yeah, uh, I did not mind this actually. I thought it was you know if if you've got this gimmick, I don't see why this is the step too far. <laughs> I just thought everything in the presentation previously was fine. It was just, just the, the it was the line didn't work for me. But I, I quite I, like but, come play with us. Yeah, I you know but it, I didn't hate it. Absolutely, I didn't hate it. I did. Th- I mean, like, if I was doing this, if I was in charge of WWE, I would have found some way to t- make this some kind of advert just to shift more action figures. Yeah. I WWE d- I don't know elite how. sponsors. <laughs> you can how, burn though. them and be scary like like these guys. Uh, it did make me think, though, that of those, that was essentially they'd burnt the entire tag team division, despite the fact they're not beating Galanderson uh, on TV. Oh, yeah, they haven't been they, around, they have they? No, they've, they had that one segment with AJ Styles and haven't been seen since. Oh, it's still recovering from the bullet he took, oh, uh, Carl Anderson. Yes. And the next the next segment, also excited to hear your thoughts on. Oh, wait, hang on, I haven't finished my point yet. Oh, okay. There was one team that they didn't have within their action figure segment. Maybe because they also don't have action figures. Sanity. Mm. So maybe that's like they were essentially laying out an open challenge for, for the tag team division. This could be your debut of Sanity straight into a tag team title program. Oh, I don't I don't know if that's the right way to do them. Mm. Like, you know, straight into a title feud. They're a three-man faction. A, st- a starter feud with New Day. Because if you immediately go for Sanity versus Bludgeon Brothers two quite similar gimmicks you're gonna have to beat one of them eventually so why would you do that bludgeon brothers shouldn't be beaten or lose the title anytime soon they only just won it a month ago and sanity should have a good unbeaten run to kick things off and that's the sort of thing where you can keep these two factions side by side ships uh, like sorry far away from each other ships passing in the night and you build to something maybe at SummerSlam. I would argue they're not similar gimmicks, but yeah, I see your point. Well, you, compared to everyone else's, they do fit within a a creepy, grungy. Mm-hmm. That there are similarities. They 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 are in. They have beards. Yeah, they have beards. There you go. Yeah. Um, so we uh, backstage, we saw uh, Mandy Rose was getting ready for her match with Becky Lynch with Sonya Deville by her side, and then. I mean, the way that this was framed, or the way this was shot, Mandy Rose was like, cool, I'm going to have a match now. And Sonya Deville went, 
sweet, off you pop. And then Paige here, Paige walked hmm. in and um, she was like, guys, I told you, Absolution's dead. And they were like, yeah, as a three unit, but we're a, we're a tag team, we're sticking together. And Paige said, well, actually, Sonya Deville, you are barred from ringside. I was like, well, I don't think she was going to ringside with her anyway, but fair enough, she was pretty peeved about it. And then we got Becky Lynch versus Mandy Rose in a match that had a longer introduction for Mandy Rose than an actual match itself. I mean, I think you want to talk about Mandy Rose's entrance more than anything. No, I don't really care. I was only saying that to rile you up. Because Becky lost. Because Becky lost uh, quite quickly. Uh, Corey uh, uh, Graves uh, certainly uh, enjoyed the entrance. Oh, yeah, he's going. He's just, like playing his inner Jerry Lawler mm. uh, was Corey Graves because he didn't want people talking over Mandy Rose making an entrance because it's hard to concentrate on masturbating when you've got Byron Saxton in your ears talking about something else. Got to focus on that. You got to You've got to fo- focus on something else. Uh, I, I I love Corey. I think he's been superb in recent months, but maybe it's just because. I feel a bit frustrated with WWE overall at the moment. He, he's he gone on my nerves a bit this week and at Backlash. Is it just the Rollins-Miz thing? Is really, is it's, it, it's, it's, every, like, it's, it's a combination of things. It's the, Wyatt, uh, the, the Woken-Wyatt stuff as well, him bickering with Cole, the Elias stuff. Uh, here, I, I get what he was trying to do, but it just... It irked me, where usually it wouldn't. I, I, I think the best thing for Corey really would be being on one show. I think him being across both shows has really harmed Corey in some way because, like him, because then he has to commentate on every single match on pay per view as well. And like at WrestleMania, he was on, he was in every single match. And I just feel that when you hear the same voice all the time, sharing the same opinions, it can get slightly grating. And I, I think a call up, a replacement for Corey Graves on SmackDown would have benef- would benefit Corey. Yeah, you do. You, it has to be a, a good replacement though, because I would much prefer. Corey Graves over a lot of the other announcing talent they well, have. Well, absolutely, yeah, but Nigel. Yes, Nigel or Morrow, of course. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, Paige told Baby Girl that she's not allowed to, to go to ringside. And then Mandy Rose did make her very, very long and elaborate entrance, um, which was, it's so long, she can't keep doing this every week. And the music is pretty horrendous. Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon were like, this is it, this is the star. Okay, we, Roman Reigns hasn't worked, but this one, surely. She's blonde, she's beautiful. People are gonna love her right away, right? Different time, guys. Yeah, but anyway, be able to wrestle. I was gonna say they they sort of had a match. I mean, I've written here. Rose doesn't Rose doesn't really do a move, but stacks Becky up anyway and wins. Mm. Like I don't very sure. I think Todd said that Becky like she necked herself on the top rope when she came off the kick because she did like her little springboard kick thing that she does, and apparently Rose pushed her and she necked herself, and that's what she got pinned off. But I'm pretty sure Becky just landed fine on her feet and then and then got rolled up. Yeah, it was lame. It, it was, was lame. It was a lame match and it was a lame finish because Becky Lynch has so much more mileage than the Mandy Rose does right. as, as a promo and as a wrestler. But the storyline they are telling with Becky Lynch is that she, is re- she needs to rebuild her character because right. she has been treading water now for, for 18 months and she hasn't done anything. So it's these sort of losses that she needs to be like, oh, I need to do something with myself. You know, when she lost, uh, when she was teaming with Asuka, it's, it's all building up from these sorts of things. So actually her losing to Mandy Rose doesn't bother me because I can, it's a storyline thing that they're doing as opposed to they're just burying Becky Lynch because they want to get Mandy Rose over. Okay, well, I, I guess so. I don't feel like that story was told well then. Certainly not with that finish. To, to, uh, in this episode. So uh, Mandy's 
entrance. You want to go back, should go back to that? This. So they've done the old... I, I don't know if this was just my feed that I was watching it on, but they have done the old blur the edges trick, like where you would smudge Vaseline on a camera back in the 40s and 30s to make women appear more attractive sort of hmm. gets over the wrinkles and stuff. I didn't, I'm not saying they didn't do it, but I didn't notice. That yeah, it's, it's like notice. her in the centre, she was in focus, but the, the peripheral bits were smudged. Of course, it draws the eye towards the focus part and it, it does harken back to those classical Hollywood cinema shots of the, the dames of that era. My only note I already had about her entrance was like, get on with it. God's yeah, sake, just get, went on get for to a the while. range. She just she walks, stops, walks, stops. Like just get on with it, lad. And the music, it's like good. you said, so is is pretty generic pop music, uh, but bad. It's like Kelly Kelly's entrance music, which is among oh. one of the worst themes ever. Sort of um, contort or, there. Or Eve Torres's music was awful as well. That was really mm. bad. That was just like dreadful shit. But then after, I don't know. 20 minutes it seemed of her entrance Lana's saxophone kicks in <laughs> yeah it's just a bit weird I was gonna say now that Lana's not doing any wrestling anymore they were like well we've got this music and we've got this gimmick let's just give it to Mandy Rose instead uh it wasn't the exact same no, it was it, it was the same instrument so I can say that <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so pretty pretty rubbish pretty rubbish Andrade Cien Almas is making his debut mm. on Smackdown Live next week they announced that three things that are happening on Smackdown Live next week we're getting the Almas debut um, as I've noted in the Smackdown review Jeff Hardy currently doesn't have a feud at the moment so that's something you can easily slot yourself into um, we are getting the Royal Melibration and the New Day and the Bar are taking uh, taking each other on in a tag team match that could be great and the winner gets to choose a member of their team to go into Money in the Bank. Ah, cool. I missed that. I, that's real. That's a cool stipulation. It's a cool stipulation, yeah. Because that, um, oh, I mean, that might, the New Day will be fine, but surely Seamus and both Seamus and Cesaro will want that spot if they exactly. win. Exactly. So maybe that does tie into what you were saying earlier about this perhaps detect. Uh, one, what's the dissension. Word matter? dissension. Thank you. And he said detention. Dissension in the ranks between the two. But let's be honest, it's going to be Kofi. Oh, if, because if, it's yeah. a ladder match. Yeah, if if New Day win, Kofi is going into it. Which is a shame because I love Xavier Woods. I He's had two well. pretty decent matches in the last two weeks. I I, th- I think he could be like how we were talking about how Chad Gable could be Raw's underdog guy to hopefully make a star in the men's Money in the Bank match. Xavier could be that breakout star from yeah. SmackDown's side. I yeah. absolutely agree. But our main event was another Money in the Bank qualifying match. Much like Raw, a lot of the matches, in fact, all the matches, kind of had these Money in the Bank connotations. It was, and if they weren't Money in the Bank qualifiers, it was like, we need to do something to impress the GM so we can get a Money in the Bank qualifying match and all the promos and etc. The only thing they did that was different was the AJ Nakamura stuff. That was the only thing that wasn't Money in the Bank specific match, at least. Pay-per-view, different. But, so uh, the, the main event was Daniel Bryan versus Rusev in a qualifying match um i thought it was a really decent main event i thought it was, it was a really good really event. really good really enjoyed yeah. this because you know who's amazing daniel bryan like he's just great i'm so good so fun to watch I've, I've written here in my notes it was like uh three four minutes into the match and i just sometimes i forget because it's it's been a month now and then just four minutes in it rem- i remembered Brian's wrestling again. This yeah. is this is so great. I've missed him so much. I love him. I love him. I love him. And just the just the way he moves, just the way just seeing him wrestle makes me happy. 
So that's very supremely cool. I completely agree. Uh, so this did go through a commercial break, um, but there's some really, really nice spots in this. And as we said, Rusev had sort of hurt his wrist earlier in the match. He couldn't quite lock in the accolade, uh, which Brian then transitioned into a yes lock, but he was too close to the ropes. So Rusev rolled to the outside, and Brian did a drop kick through the ropes onto both men. And then it did a huge running knee off the apron, which looked absolutely awesome. Then his awesome top rope drop kick, he sets up for the knee again, but Rusev just powers him up with a knee of his own. And then hit the match kick and won. When it finished, really did come out of nowhere. Well, Brian was selling his ribs slightly, wasn't he? Mm. After that top rope drop kick. And that was, in my head, that was feeling the effects of the big cast beatdown that wasn't substantial enough to... (laughs) Considering everything else that's happened in WWE in recent months, like you need a bit more of a beatdown for someone to sell it two days afterwards. I was going to say, remember when people were getting like stretcher jobs and then coming out on, on yes. Raw the next week? Absolutely fine and dandy. But Very I thought frustrating. It was, I thought it was a really good uh, match. The, the finishes came out of nowhere and, and truly surprised me. Yeah, really shocking. So overall, I, I like most SmackDowns recently, I really enjoyed this show. Yeah. And, and the one, I know there were a few, du- all the women's stuff was duds, I thought, but uh, all the men's stuff was really, really good. And... I'm ve- I'm very intrigued about Brian and Rusev. Uh, yeah. Not Rus not Rusev, but where Brian goes from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, and an interesting choices from SmackDown. You got Miz and Rusev now in the uh, Money in the Bank match, and perhaps one member of the New Day or either Sheamus and Cesaro. I'd imagine it'll probably be the New Day, and you're right, it's probably going to be Kofi Kingston. Yeah, that's it's not like the top tier stars, which is good. Like you, which you is kind good. of want to Money in the Bank to make new stars, uh, and yeah, shocking that Jeff Hardy isn't in a ladder match. No, well, I imagine he's got he, either going into a feud with Andrade Cien Almas, that's my hope, or his feud with Randy Orton must continue. They, the Almas debut next week is very interesting because London, smarter crowd, should get a huge reaction. He will get a massive pop. And I'm, yeah. I imagine he's going to get absolute. Or, I mean, he's a man with, uh, well, certainly with one five-star match to his name this year alone. And I think his, uh, his Alistair Black one was, was four and a half, mm. I think. If, if it wasn't five, I don't, I'm not sure. But yeah, so he's coming off you know back of a very good 2018 thus far. He's a great. He was a great champion in NXT. Mm. In NXT. Certainly and was. WWE must be like have high hopes for the guy if they're saving his debut for somewhere where hopefully he'll get an even bigger reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it'll be a huge babyface reaction, I presume, and he's a heel. Yeah. So oh oh god, maybe they'll just tease it and say no. We're not. Oh, we're not doing it. The heat you mm. get though. That'd be quite good. I'd kind of like that. Yeah, but we might be there. So <laughs> I want. I want to see you. Yeah, I don't want to be worked, uh, brother. So what did you give this? I gave it smacktastic. I thought it was a wrestling heavy show. I thought it told a really nice story throughout the uh, the show. All build around money in the bank and the importance of winning money in the bank. More importantly, and how like it's you want to be in that ladder match because you can become a champion. Todd Phillips said that 16 out of the 19 people who've won money in the bank. Uh, have won championships off the back of it. So that's a really, really important thing um, to to have. And so I I, I like that aspect of it. Who are the failed cash-ins? Damien Sandow, Baron Corbin, Corbin. and Cena. Oh, did Cena not do one? Yes, well, no, yes, Cena cashed in, but he cashed his in saying, like, I will have a match with you at this point, and then he lost that match. I think it was against Punk. What was your bottom SmackDown review this week? Uh, Bobby Uh, Lashley face. Yes. Great. I I was hoping. Bobby Lashley and his three sisters. (laughs) I would give this a pretty solid smack bang in the middle. I think smack bang in the middle seems unfair, only because I really like the main event. Well, personally, I really like the main event and I really like the opener. 
Um, and I thought all the stuff in the middle was all like nothing in the show was demonstrously bad. Um, I'd say the Mandy Rose Becky Lynch stuff was no, but I like the Becky Lynch storyline. I could see that they did that as it's it's furthering on a story. So that well, I'm only I, I'm only saying it's smack. But I'm not saying it's like a bad show. No, but it's smack bang in the middle. I liked the wrestling, but it was fine TV wrestling for me. It wasn't like a standout match that we'll be talking about a few weeks down the line, like a, a Rollins on no, Raw no. match. Yeah, I tr- I and think, yeah, the, yep. the women's stuff was pretty garbage. I thought. So, so yeah, smack bang in the middle. It's yeah. an average show. That's but fine, that, yeah. that's, I was gonna that's say, yeah. good for WWE. It was an enjoyably average show. I was going to say, smack bang in the middle for me is of like, that eh, is fine. Yeah. Like, it was fine. But I thought this was more than fine. Put your spoon first. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. And this was brought about because we just read an iTunes review uh, off, off mic that said... I came here for the spoon chat, but it has been grossly inconsistent. And if there's one word that we do not oh, like around I here, know. It, it's inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, ironically, it cut like a like a knife. <laughs> that criticism. Okay, so the ice. This is this according to Wikipedia. This is a type of spoon. The ice cream fork, sometimes called a spork. This implement has a bowl like a teaspoon with the point made into three stubby light tines that dig easily into frozen ice cream. <coughs> Is that what a spork's for? Well, it's meant for many things, but yeah. I, I guess uh, its its proper version is... I'm going to click... It's because spork is highlighted. Uh, yeah. Designs for the spork date back to at least 1874. Get out of here. Wow. Wow. They didn't even have frozen yogurt back then. Speaking of going back in time, did you hear what, like, the? I mean, the biggest news to come out of Cannes already? I mean, they may as well just, like, stop doing Cannes now because they're not going to get any news that's bigger than this. Is it totally, totally awesome and rad? It is totally awesome and rad, actually. Bill and Ted 3 has got its budget and they're going, they're in pre-production on it, man. Like what more could what more can can bring you other than hey MGM Grand MGM Grand MGM have managed to sort out the stuff with Orion and they've got the money together and we're getting Bill and Ted face the music. I bet Can loves those sorts of announcements well, as have, they're noshing yeah. off Jean Luc Godard. Have you heard they banned Netflix this year? <laughs> God, they're such pretentious gits. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I love. I'm a francophile. I did a lot of my theses on. Oh, no, I didn't do multiple things. I did a lot of my essays on, on French cinema. Mm. Yes, they, good grief, they are up their own ass. Yeah, they banned Netflix this year because uh, they, their ruling is that a film has to be shown in a in a in a French cinema in order for it to um, be able to be shown at Cannes. Way to democratize the filmmaking process, dickwads. <laughs> Anywho, do you want to hear this iTunes review follow up? No. So this is from uh, Michael Van der Kolk, who uh, emailed in. He's well, he's didn't email in. He left us an iTunes review yesterday. Do you want to see if you can find the iTunes review? Yeah, yeah, it's close by. Uh, so do you want me to to recap it? Recap it. Okay. So this was left on the sixth of April. Uh, from Mike Vandy, or Mike Van der Kolk, as his full name is. Greetings from Indiana. I don't remember when I found Dolly on YouTube, but I know WrestleTalk quickly became my go-to source for professional wrestling news and opinions. 
I was hesitant when Luke joined, when Luke jumped on board, but he too has grown on me. Now I can't imagine Wrestle Talk without him. I've been a pod swafter since episode one, and I suggest Wrestle Ramble to anyone seeking a new podcast. I even suggested it to a cute classmate who likely isn't a wrestling fan, and I'm sure she is questioning my interests. So that's uh, that's the the important part. So that's where we were on April sixth, twenty eighteen, last month. Uh, this is from uh, well, thirteen hours ago. I received this email. Good morning to you, Ollie and Luke. I must say, I was rather surprised to hear you read my review during the Raw review. Lately, I've been listening to the show while operating the public address system at local baseball games, <laughs> and I nearly laughed over the speakers while announcing a batter. That said, any further attempt at making moves with my former classmate ended quickly as I discovered she had gotten married within the past year. What a cow! <laughs> I'm not sure if she ever took my advice to listen to the show, but I can do my best to follow up with her. Maybe my suggestion and your show helped create a new fan. Either that on your new service of Agony Arts, if I heard you correctly, it's Agony Arts, as in auntie, uh, will benefit those looking to, uh, looking or at least provide enough humour to get them through it. Thanks again, all you... T- uh, let me try that again. Thanks again for all you two and the rest of the team do for us fans the consistency of your content and your ability to remain relatable makes you an enjoyable experience as a member of the swaft nation take care michael vanderkolk so unfortunately she was married so yeah so two takeaways there firstly agony aunts isn't a thing that travels over the pond oh yeah that must be a british saying absolutely it must be if uh if mikey didn't recognize that and thought it was agony arts yeah i mean we and there are agony aunts a lot in newspapers here in the uk they have their own sort of segment at the t- towards the back of a newspaper usually tabloids yeah uh, and it'll be things like uh my wife um, keeps putting the DVDs into the wrong cases and then won't have sex with me. What do I do? Mm. And then the agony aunt will uh, g- like give a reply. We'll say the fact that you have conflated those two issues as potentially causal, then the, the, well, I can't help you. <laughs> uh, the um, the ones I used to read because my family used to get your favourite newspaper, The Sun. Were oh, quite, don't buy The Sun, don't buy The Sun, quite, don't buy The Sun. Were quite saucy <laughs> because it was effectively a softcore porn publication and uh, it would always be based on a threesome and it would always be fulfilling someone's fantasy. These were completely made up. But it would always be fulfilling a fantasy and then like following through the ramifications on it. Like, well, but you know, they they slept together, but now my wife and this other lady, I think they're seeing each other. What should I do? (laughs) That they wrote, peering through a wardrobe from the inside. Uh, Do you know the um, Twitter (coughs) profile, That Didn't Happen Awards of the year? No. So it is a Twitter profile of, but you know when people say like, this just happened in my local pub, and then they tell the story. Basically, they just just quote that, which is like, (laughs) that didn't happen. It's very good. Like uh, people saying that the Bobby Lashley segment was good. Yeah, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, the other takeaway from that yes. uh, that email from Mikey was I'm concerned about how he said follow up. But, well, was that yeah. was that followed up on trying to pursue a married woman? No. Or is it no, seeing no. if she listened to the podcast? It's the latter. Yeah, it's just okay. because they might be friends on Facebook. You know, like, you know, because that's what happens when you have classmates. I'm still friends with people I went to university with. I haven't spoken to them for 12 years because I didn't really speak to them at the time either because I was a bit of a 
outcast at university but um uh but yeah so like you know maybe he's just he's friends with him on facebook and so you could just like send him a message be like hey so did you ever check out that wrestle ramble podcast i suggested by the way how are things with mr so-and-so yeah you know i hear they're bad you know just yeah. you know just give, just give it a shot i heart i don't emoji. know I, I don't know where i heard this but i hear they're bad yeah I I think I saw him out with Karen, you know Karen. <laughs> yeah. For the 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 lady with the low cut dresses down at the local bar. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. Yeah. And then send the heart emoji and uh the chimp with uh the the hands over the eyes. <laughs> and you can expect more great advice like this if you send us in your problems to Luke at wrestletalk.com. Luke and Ollie, <laughs> agony art. Another problem solved. <laughs> Although I do like agony arts. As agony a, arts. Agony arts. It's an art form, the martial <laughs> yes, arts. Yes, it's the agony arts. <laughs> the mystic arts. The, mystic the arts. dark arts. The mystic arts of solving problems. We are the agony arts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, Michael. We are agony artists. <laughs> this is a bloody crap gimmick in the making. Oh, isn't the it? The agony just... artists. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was surprised, actually. I didn't get as many suggestions in for the crap uh, gimmick based on a moon as I thought we would do yesterday. Oh, did we get any? I forgot we asked. We did, we did get a couple, but not as many as I thought I was going to get. Uh, but anyway. Uh, oh, so wanna... you're not going to go through them? No. Well, that's that's see, for the crap gimmick. That, that's oh, a, of that's course. A Friday so that's thing, a, isn't it? a Saturday thing, Luke. Saturday thing. So what, how difficult. We've done this for a year. <sighs> I know. It's a new format, though, isn't it? Oh, my God. I'm just going to do one <laughs> iTunes review. Uh, from Jaron Walker, the most consistently oh. listenable wrestling podcast. Do you know Thank what I like about already, that? Jaren. Do you know what I like about that? It's consistently, it's consistently listenable. Not mm. good, but it's listenable. That is, oh, that's mwah, perfect. Yeah. We are three-star content. I love that. What, listenable, and uh, as people who've listened to the WrestleMania X7 review will know, uh, how much we loved Wade Keller of the PW Torch's <laughs> review of every match on the show, Watchable. <laughs> I loved. Um, <laughs> I checked out uh, Brian Alvarez's review of Backlash. Oh Christ! When talking about the uh, the Randy Orton Jeff Hardy match, and he said it's the best five star two star match I've ever seen. It was just perfect. There was not a spot out of place for a two star match. Like, Brian goes through waves of being too negative and then being too negative, but it's awesome. Yes. And I feel like he's in that stage at the moment because there was like a bit last year where it was like, you're just down on everything for no reason. But I think because the, the WWE have caught up... WWE have become as crap as, as Brian Alvarez thinks they are. <laughs> and this is, this is a good bit of synergy. Maybe. Mm. Although he did hate backlash him him and Vinny had a, a proper old moan about it we to, all didn't to, nobody liked it. to them it was not watchable mm. uh so back to jaron oh sorry yes there are some podcasts out there that lack the energy knowledge and charisma that is necessary to keep the listener engaged this podcast is not one of them <laughs> ollie and luke's difference in opinions makes for an interesting conversation and makes you think differently about certain aspects of wrestling luke never answers my emails but that has nothing to do with this podcast so five stars <laughs> what are you doing luke i don't know uh what sorry what was his uh, name jaron walker jaron how you j-a-r-r-e-n e-n jaron 
Um, yeah, it sent me one which was movies as weird as Mania, which I'm almost certain we read out. Yeah, we did all of those. Didn't yeah, we? We, I'm pretty sure we did all of those. What were he? Oh no, the no, the he was the one who suggested Old Boy. Oh, and that it isn't anything like Old Boy. Yeah, the most recent one. Um, as in, like that's a movie that's as crazy as WrestleMania. Okay, but I would say Old Boy's craziness makes sense. Yeah, that that was that was my thinking too as well. I okay, think. yeah. Well, sorry, Jaron. Anyway, that's all we've got time for today, but we will be back on Saturday or Friday, if you're Luke, with the <laughs> Wrestle Ramble sort of magazine show. Crap gimmicks, mailbag, oh, news. It's it. all in there. Love it, love it, love it. We don't even record it on a Friday. We record it on a Thursday. We're recording it tomorrow. You're wrong twice. <laughs> and uh, I will see you then. Love you. Goodbye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.